I am so excited because one of my dearest friends joining us for this hour at the Quest, someone who I haven't had a chance to sit behind microphones and stare at in the way that we're doing for over six or seven years since the last time we did this, but Father Timothy Gallagher, he is the pastor of St. Bernadette's Parish, and he's joining us in studio. How are you, sir? Good to see you, Greg. Good to be with you again. I got to say, it's really good to see you because of you had a little bit of a health scare a few months ago that sent all of us just terrified that something worse could have happened. What what in the world happened to you earlier this summer? Well, what Shakespeare play was it that said, beware the eyes of March? I think it was uh, Macbeth, right? (laughs) So uh, it was in the eyes of March, uh, March the 15th. I just was jogging and started feeling some chest pain and and um you know thought it was you know what most guys thinks you know it's you know a muscle thing something to work itself out and and uh so it just uh didn't go away and in fact got worse as the week went on and ended up uh you know having some tests done and nothing was showing up and so um ended up going to the ER and and spending some time in the hospital and then when they were doing a stress test my my heart began to react to that in a negative way. Uh, but thanks be to God, um, I was in good hands. I uh, even had a Catholic doctor, uh, mm. Dr. Bicone there at uh, Redmond uh, Hospital, and uh, was able to put me into um, surgery right away, um, place a stent in my heart, which had... Uh, a 99% blockage, they call it the... Uh, the Widowmaker. The, the Widowmaker. What, what, what do they call it when you're a priest? And, and, uh, they, you... Well, I mean, I'm married to the church, so uh, my, my spouse is my parish, and so I, my parish was, you know, almost a widow. And uh, But thanks be to God, you know, I mean, I just think it's providential that, uh, you know, that I was in the place there that I was when it happened and, and was able to place that stent there and open up that artery and... And uh, re-nourish my heart with the vital blood, and and uh, that that I needed to live, and it saved my life, and it saved uh, my uh, priesthood to continue to serve uh, my spouse, the parish there at Saint Bernadette in the Archdiocese of Atlanta. So yeah, I'm grateful to be alive. I have a new lease on life, and uh, a new greater respect for um you know um taking care of yourself even though you're exercising eating pretty good not not perfectly uh you gotta you gotta uh be careful and you have to go to the doctor and do all those things that guys don't like to do um but just to to be humble it's kind of a humble you gotta take care of of the body you know the temple of the holy spirit spiritually most importantly but uh we want to also um, take care of ourselves physically, and so I'm I'm very grateful that uh, that it all came out, and I was able to to have a, a pretty much full recovery, and and back on my feet, and back running, back biking, doing the things uh, that I enjoy to do in my free time, but also most importantly, uh, serving my parish and and uh, serving my people and being there for them, and it and it's been slow getting back. I haven't been able to. To, to to be there as as much as before and and uh and i've but it's been a a, a learning process too like i said a growing process uh to to kind of learn to to let go of things more to try to delegate more not do everything myself that's real hard uh for uh many guys many priests so many pastors um but uh that's a uh, uh, definitely one of the m- many lessons that i've learned 
from this experience, from this health scare. Um, but again, the Lord uses all things to, to grow us and to, to get his message across to us. And, and so I'm grateful for, for his mercy and, and, and allow me to, to still be there and, and to be a priest to serve serve the Catholic Church. So no more butter. <laughs> exactly. I, I really was getting into <laughs> That's this. That's what it boils down to. I really was getting into this Irish butter <laughs> stuff that somebody gave me. I'm like, man, that is like the best butter ever. I don't know, some Irish butter from Ireland. And I'm like, man, I would just like spread that thick. And uh, so now it's just uh, a memory that I have of how good it was. <laughs> And um, <laughs> what but, to look forward to in heaven? heaven yeah, heaven exactly. is full of Irish butter. Exactly. So, but it, it's a, uh, um, you know, I have to eat healthy now. You know, and I was not doing that bad, but you know, radically changed my diet, and and so I think that 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 it has a an opportunity to help you change other things in your life. You know, uh, more spiritually uh, too, and and to say, hey, I, you know, I. I think I tell tell my friends this. Uh, um, I think I would have made it to purgatory. I was doing all right, you know, uh, wasn't killing anybody or or anything like that. But uh, was I leave, living the fullness uh, of my vocation? You know, uh, um, you know, I, I I was I was certainly trying, but uh, you know, I think it's certainly an opportunity to say, hey, you know, God's given me more time to, and and He doesn't want me to go to purgatory. He wants me to go to heaven. He wants me to be a saint. And uh, so I think all these things in our lives that the Lord allows us to experience uh, gives us an opportunity to, to, uh, to grow and, and to take more advantage of the, the life of grace that he's offered to us, that the church uh, offers for us uh, in whatever our position in the church is, whether you're the bishop or you're just a newly entered the church through RCIA, um, parochial vicar, uh, a pastor on the edge of the diocese, you know, whoever, you know, this is this life of, of grace is if we want to be full of grace. That's that's uh, we want to be like our our Lady, Blessed Virgin Mary, when when we when we leave this world and and we want to to go into the fullest of, fullness of glory. So so yeah, that's my um, that's my uh, new focus now is to to become a saint, and that was before, but. Certainly now it's even more uh, um, uh, vigorous in my in my approach to take advantage of, of today. Uh, so if today the uh, you hear his voice, harden not your heart. So yeah. <laughs> my my heart was a little, you know, uh, needed some some softening, and and the Lord in His mercy uh, gave me that opportunity, and and so now um, I'm so glad that uh, um, I'm able to uh, continue to do what. He's called me to do to be a priest of Jesus Christ, um, to to offer my life as a living sacrifice uh, for my for my parish, and and for my own salvation too, for to become a saint. Yeah, Father Timothy Gallagher joining us here, AM eleven sixty, the Quest during our Atlanta Family Strong Spirit Drive, and how important are our priests in our families. And that's one of the reasons why we're so glad to have some of our local priests joining us during this week of trying to raise funds to be able to continue the work of Catholic Radio in this metro area of Atlanta, 470-508-1160. If you'd like to call in, maybe make a donation in honor of Father Timothy Gallagher or maybe another priest that means a great deal to you. Again, the number is 470 470- 
508-1160. We actually have a $1,000 match this hour. A generous donor has called in. Any calls that come in will be matched until we reach that $1,000 mark this hour. So you can help us to have that extra $1,000. You can call in and make a one-time donation of $1,000. We will hit that match. If we have two people calling in and donating $500, we'll hit that match. And even if you call in and become one of our founding members or one of our monthly members, or perhaps a member of our St. Gabriel Society of monthly donors who pledge $20 or more per month, We'll also have that match. So what a blessing that will be when we reach that. Make sure you don't miss out on that opportunity. Help us to reach that goal. Help us to continue reaching towards that goal of raising $200,000 this week. is a tremendous amount, but that's what's needed to be able to continue to grow and operate the quest in the metro Atlanta area. So if you love Catholic Radio, make sure you're calling us right now, 470-508-1160. Again, that's 470-508-1160. Or you can donate online at thequestatlanta.com. Yeah, I always remember, Father, that you were already a pretty healthy guy riding around on your bike and all that. Had some of those things kind of fallen to the wayside over the years? Or were you doing those things? And it's just that the the caloric intake and the types of food you're eating was what was clogging up your heart. You know, I think it was a combination of things, Greg. And, and uh, I think, um, you know, um, the um, you, you, you certainly want to, uh, have more free time, but it's not always there and, and you want to eat, uh, always better, but, uh, it's not always possible. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I thought, you know, I thought I was doing pretty good, but, uh, you know, sometimes it, it, it life throws things at you. You, you, you start, you know, getting, uh, you know, in this, these routines of, of handling stress and things like that, that might not be the healthiest way of doing it. And, uh, it's practical, you know, you, you muscle through it, but, uh, you know, so, um, things that maybe in normal circumstances or in, in, in lower stressful circumstances may not affect you as much. Uh, you know, you, 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 you work, you start having that, uh, um, influence of stress that that, that it kind of takes a toll on the body so um, i'm really kind of intrigued by that you talked a little, even about your spirituality that that even though you're a priest and you're on that pathway trying to work towards holiness but even even you felt that a deeper pull of doing more of going deeper of doing you know what what does that look like now in your priesthood i mean what to grow in holiness it seems like well Sure, you're a priest. You have to grow in holiness, but maybe the things that you're doing are they things that I should be doing as well as a layperson? Yeah, you know, I mean, I think you look at the priesthood as 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 any vocation in the church. You know, look like as a marriage, you you you. I've been I've been uh, married to my spiritual spouse. I've been a priest ordained for ten years now. Thanks be to God, this past June I'm, I reached that mark, and that was a a great blessing. I, I almost didn't meet it. Uh, and so, uh, I'm very grateful to the Lord for giving me that, 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 uh, celebration of that anniversary. Um, but, uh, yeah, um, I think, you know, like any vocation, like call to marriage, you know, you have the, the, the great joy and the celebration and the, and the, the grace of, of a new vocation, such as, as a holy matrimony. And, and, and there's this, this great zeal and, and, and happiness and, and even holiness, but 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 it's a grace that comes with the 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 uh, the newly embraced uh, uh, vocation, the call, and uh, so I think that's that's true for the priesthood also. I mean, there's so much grace being poured out into these these guys who have left everything 
uh, to follow this call of the Lord, um, you know, to, to, as the gospel today said, don't take anything with you. Uh, just, just, just follow the Lord and, and, and be depend on his, his power of his grace. And so, you know, men who respond to that, that's, that's just, a, a, I guess, a, a miracle, you know, it's especially in our society when there's so many other, you know, things you can do as a, as a young man or a woman being called to embrace the religious life. Um, this is, this is a uh, heroic, you know, and, and they're, and to embrace that, you know, it, there, there's a, a, there's a, I think a, a tremendous amount of grace being poured out. And so for a man to lay down on his face in the cathedral and, and have the saints prayed for him and, and, and have the bishop lay his hands on him to be changed into this new man, this 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 priest of Jesus Christ. You know, you come out of that experience, and and you're 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 full of of zeal, and you're full of 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 this uh, motivation to serve the Lord. Um, but like a, a newlywed marriage, you know, you get into life, and you life is is rough and tumble, and and you and you start again experiencing your own sort of uh, human limitations and things of that nature. And, and so a renewal is, is needed for all of us and all of our vocations. And so these moments of, of crisis, I would say, I mean, having a, a 99% blockage of your heart <laughs> would be a little critical. Um, I, I would know. put that in top 10 crisis. <laughs> That's yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, helps us to say hey you know in this in this time that i've been living my vocation uh and what what things have i kind of you know softened uh which things did i have that original zeal this kind of faded and you know it's sort of like uh i guess when in the book of revelations where uh the lord is visiting i think it was a church of ephesus or something he said hey you know return to your original love you know you had this great start you're doing awesome it's not that you're like you know, doing bad stuff or anything. It's just like you kind of, your your zeal has kind of lessened. Your love has kind of uh, been lost a little bit. And, and, and it's, it's life. It's human, the human condition. And so to take these, these moments of, 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 of crisis that the Lord allows to, to, to listen to him once again, to be renewed, to be restored and uh, um, to have your heart uh, filled once again. And so, um, so yeah, that's what I'm talking about when, you know, it's, it's, it's something that can continue to grow me even as a priest, you know, that's supposed to be a uh, man called to holiness as we all are as Catholics, universal call of holiness through Vatican II is, is renewed in all of us. We, but, um, certainly us priests are men too, and, and we, we are subject to the human condition that, uh, kinds, kind of gets us off our our original uh, zeal and 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 original uh, um, fullness of of giving ourselves to this vocation, so these times help us to renew that, and uh, it certainly has helped me to renew it. We're speaking right now with Father Timothy Gallagher here on AM eleven sixty The Quest during the Atlanta Family Strong Spirit Drive. The phone number four seven zero five zero eight eleven sixty again four seven zero five zero eight. 1160. We've been getting some amazing testimonials from people. Derice from St. Paul of the Cross said, The Quest Radio Network is the best. Finally, Catholics have a station that we can fully embrace. 
Norma from St. Matthew said, the quest helps answer those tough questions a lot of us tiptoe around and also refreshes a lot of why we've passed traditions down to our families. And these are all testimonies that truly speak of the need and the efficacy of Catholic radio, particularly in this metro area of Atlanta. We have a thousand different channels on all of the other stations that provide the secular message of the world to us, but there's only one Catholic radio in Atlanta, and that is The Quest, AM 1160. But to continue this work, we truly need your help. To continue this work of evangelization, we need your help. We need you to call us right now, 470-508-1160. We're going to continue talking with Father Timothy Gallagher hear more of his work at St. Bernadette's and perhaps maybe even dive into his vocation story as well. This and so much more still ahead as we continue the quests, Atlanta family, strong spirit drive. I'm Greg Willits. Stick around more ahead. I'm Monsignor Peter Rao from St. Peter Chanel in Roswell, Georgia, and this is my favorite prayer. It's called, O Sacrament Most Holy, O Sacrament Most Holy, O Sacrament Divine, all praise and all thanksgiving be every moment thine, O Sacrament Most Holy, O Sacrament Divine, all praise and all thanksgiving be every moment thine, O Sacrament Most Holy, O Sacrament Divine, all praise and all thanksgiving be every moment thine. This is a great prayer, especially in times of stress, a great prayer to set to yourself on the Lord in this Eucharist. The Quest presents A Daily Dose of Virtue with Jay Tremonti from Venture with Virtue. We make countless decisions every day. How often do you stop and ask yourself, what's the impact of this decision? Who does it affect? How is it going to affect them? There's a lot to consider when making a decision, especially an important one. And if you want that decision to flourish, there are two things to remember. First, consider the multiple dimensions to the decision you're about to make. Then, approach the decision as a virtuous leader or a good steward who recognizes the gifts and resources you have been given and how they can benefit others. That last part was key. We have to take into account the human dignity of each person impacted by our decision. Will they benefit or be harmed in some way? Every decision we make has a ripple effect for eternity. Let's make those decisions flourish for good. For more homegrown wisdom, visit thequestatlanta.com. So, you love listening to The Quest, but can't always listen live? No worries. Now with the Quest Atlanta app, you never have to miss out. Listen on demand, submit prayer requests, catch up on the latest headlines, and so much more. Available on the App Store and Google Play today. Did you know that your body has a theology? Who am I? Am I a person? What is the meaning of my body? St. John Paul II spent his life considering those questions. His theology of the body is the most complete response we have. So, who am I, you ask yourself. I'm me, of course. But what does it mean to be you? St. John Paul says that you have value by the simple fact that you are a person. As a person, you are a someone, not a something. You have an identity in God's image that is unique. There never has been, nor ever will be, another you. Just as your DNA will never be identical to anyone else's DNA, so too your inner mystery, including your thoughts, will never be repeated. Unrepeatable and unique in all the world. That is who you are. I'm Clarissa Chichioko for Creative Catholic Works. For more on the theology of the body, you can find us at creativecatholicworks.org. Hello, I'm Kathy Schneider from St. Bridget Catholic Church in Johns Creek. You're listening to Atlanta Catholic Radio, AM 1160 The Quest.
Welcome back to the Quest AM 1160. Atlanta Family Strong Spirit Drive is continuing this week. We'd love to hear from you. Your donations are so desperately needed right now. 470-508-1160. I'm Greg Willits, joining you here for this hour, along with Father Timothy Gallagher, a priest of the Archdiocese of Atlanta and the pastor of St. Bernadette's Parish. Father, before we continue in our discussion, and I do want to hear about your vocation story, would you mind leading us and our audience in a prayer uh, so that we can really offer up the work that we're doing to Jesus Christ and truly that we would be his hands in this world. Sure, Greg, and let's pray in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord Jesus, we humbly thank you for all the doors you've opened to create Atlanta Catholic Radio, the quest. Uh, As we embark on this spiritual drive, let us earnestly seek your will and all we do to bear the fruit you desire. We are on a quest to invite, inform, and inspire all who listen, and we strive to bring a million souls into your loving arms by enjoying the quest in their daily lives. As we grow our listenership, we ask for all that's possible to fill hearts with your love and a renewal of spirit. O Holy Spirit, anoint us with wisdom and Teach us to follow your inspirations. Jesus, we are only your couriers, your voice, your hands. Use the quest with your perfect will. Jesus of mercy, take the quest and make it yours. And now we invoke this request through the hands of Mary to our Lord. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our deaths. Amen. Our Lady of Fatima, pray for us and hold us under your mantle. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. So, Father, how long have you been the pastor at St. Bernadette's now? Been there uh, there uh, seven years now. Wow, seven that's years. amazing. It's uh, been been a, a great uh, growing and learning experience and i know uh, when archbishop gregory uh first told me that's where i was going um i said well where is cedar <laughs> i hadn't heard of it although i'm a georgia native grew up you know born and raised here in georgia um i hadn't heard of cedar town and uh so um and then i asked him you know what what he wanted me to do there and he said i want you to go there and love the people and um, I said, okay. And and uh, so, and he gave me some good advice. You know, he said, you know, you're going to go there and you're going to, you're going to teach the people you are and, and you're, that's your vocation. And, and, uh, but he said also, and, and I remember it to today and, and then it has, and it's definitely been true. He said, but the te- people are going to teach you too. Mm. And uh, so I've learned a lot there in seven years at St. Bernadette and I've, I've grown a lot, still have a lot more to learn and, and to grow. Uh, but I guess it's, uh, you know, uh, the mystery of, of, our, of, our, of our Christian lives. You know, it's we help each other to grow um, no matter what, uh, you know, part of the, the body of Christ that we um, uh, function in. You know, God is there to, to get us all to heaven. And, and so as we you know, play that role as pastor, as parishioner. I think we support one another in this journey 
um, to uh, to become like Christ and and to be Christ for others, so that we can all be with Christ forever. Um, so, I'm I'm really grateful for this um, this uh, uh, you know calling to be a pastor in this time to be a spiritual father. It's my it's my vocation, you know, as a parochial vicar, you know. Life is life is good, but you don't think it's good, you know. You <laughs> you you want you know you want to you know you want to do use all this you want to do all this stuff, and you you really can't do that much as a proco. You can do a whole lot as a proco vicar. It's just you're always thinking how much more you can do, and uh, but uh, as a pastor, certainly a life changes a lot, and I miss my days being a proco vicar. <laughs> uh, so, um, but uh, I am I'm grateful to be a pastor. It's it's. Uh, you know, you come a, a become a true spiritual father in a deeper sense, and and you you take on a, a greater responsibility, and and uh, so it's it's certainly grown me as as a man and as a priest, um, and I certainly am, am am thankful for that opportunity. I'm Greg Willits, joined here in studio with Father Timothy Gallagher on AM 1160, The Quest, during our Atlanta Family Strong Spirit Drive four seven zero five zero eight eleven sixty. Tell us a little bit about St. Bernadette's and sort of the charism of that. You mentioned, for example, that when you went, the archbishop said, go there and love the people, but you were also going to teach them, and you said that you've learned things. What has the what has the parish taught you? Well, you know, I think, um, again, you know, it's each parish has its own, that's a good way of putting it, charism, its own gifts and strengths and, and challenges, too, I guess. Um this this parish has had been through all that, and uh, we you know it changing demographics and things of that nature, and um, you know uh, going uh, and trying to discern uh, what the next step uh, for its future was, and so just going there and just first of all just uh, learning uh, what to do. <laughs> I'm like, what do I do? Um, I, I've never been a pastor before, and and so. Appreciating, appreciating so much more what a pastor does, and like you just why wow, all those complaints I ever made about any any pastor. I'm, I'm sorry, God, man, call my man, call my man, Michael McCulpa. I'm like, you're you like scheduling confessions with each right. of them just to go apologize. So, um, but uh, so no, it's it's um, you know Saint Bernadette is is very his, you know historical place. It was um, you know it, it's been around since 1941 and. Um, Monsignor Cassidy um, celebrated the first mass there, and and so uh, um, it was, you know, uh, um, a little little nook there on the west of of Georgia, uh, right there before the between the between the Georgia and Alabama line, and and uh, you know has a great history, you know, there, and and many priests have come out there to serve, and um, and uh, so it's it's. Uh, you know, has has made uh, the the gospel uh, present and in its fullness out there, and and certainly there's there's a lot of uh, Protestant Christians out there who are doing the, that work. And but to bring the uh, the fullness of faith to the the Catholic tradition is 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 uh, certainly uh, um, a, a blessing. And so um, the church has grown throughout the years and. And then uh, uh, in, in the 2000s, uh, uh, started to really have a, a, a greater uh, influx of, of immigrants and, and Hispanics. And so the needs of the parish began to shift to, to something to, to 
uh, expand and, um, you know, and so there was a discernment of how that would happen and, and, uh, you know, how, you know, we would continue to, to hold on to our, our tradition, our, our charism, but at the same time expand and be open to perhaps where the Holy Spirit is calling us to, to grow. Hmm. And so, uh, so, you know, when I got there, that, that discernment was, was taking place and, and it was just learning to, 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 um, pray with the people and, and to, and to, uh, listen with the people and at the same time, feed the people with the, the sacraments and, and do the regular stuff that, that, uh, our, our parishioners need to, to grow in Christ, uh, but to, to see where the church is growing too, you know, that challenge, uh, uh, has to be met too. And so through prayerful discernment, you know, and, and through a lot of, uh, uh hard work and sacrifice through parishioners, uh, we discerned that, uh, um, that a building a, a new church was needed and the Archbishop Gregory and, uh, was very, very helpful in making that process, you know, and it was really miraculous in, in how it happened. And uh, so perhaps I can can uh, get into a little bit of how it did. Uh, yeah, and I would love to hear that. I, I think that especially since like the parish that I'm going through, we've just begun uh, building a new construction as well. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you think, okay, yeah, it's like building a house. It's like no big deal. It's just, just you know, you hire the guy and they put – it's a little bit more complex trying to build a parish that's going to meet the spiritual needs and predict the spiritual needs of a particular community for a long time going forward. So we'll continue having that discussion. As Father Timothy Gallagher joining me in the studio, I'm Greg Willits. Very glad to have you joining us as well here on am 1160 this is the quest and you're listening to the quest's family strong spirit drive it's so vitally important right now for the health of the of the church and for the, our continued growth spiritually that we are feeding ourselves with the good things that god has provided for us to grow in our faith whether it be good books and of course spending time in prayer and time before the blessed sacrament spending time with our families and the family rosary doing everything that we can growing but where do we go when we want to expand even further how do we find the resources that will truly edify us and bring us closer to holiness. Well, one of the greatest ways of doing that is through Catholic radio. And we've seen countless souls saved and countless souls edified and countless souls educated with deeper catechesis as a result of Catholic radio. And that's why the quest exists. I remember 20 years ago going to a meeting and being told that they're trying to bring Catholic radio to Atlanta, and here's this archdiocese that's already so huge and a growing Catholic population, so many other ministries and a focus on Eucharistic adoration and increase in vocations, all these things happening, and yet it was bewildering to me that Catholic radio did not exist in the metro Atlanta area. And even though these people were trying to get it started, at some point it just felt flittered away and it didn't happen. And Atlanta radio or Atlanta Catholic radio never came to fruition. But then just a few years ago, the discussion started again, and you knew it was God's will by the quickness with which it happened, with the um, absolute startling brevity, which it started as a discussion and then suddenly it became a reality. And now Catholic Radio is here. But for it to continue and for it to stay and for it to grow, we need your help this week. We desperately need to reach our goal of $200,000 in funds to be able to continue this work of growing out what we're trying to do with Catholic Radio and to be able to maintain the work that we're doing with our power needs and all of our office needs and everything else that goes into it. 
These things are not insignificant costs. And we don't run paid ads on the station. We don't do other things that a lot of the secular media have available to them. As a 501c3 nonprofit, we're dependent upon you, our listeners, to help us to continue to go and to grow. So if you want to help in this mission, don't hesitate right now. Please pick up your phone. Give us a call at 470-508-1160. We're going to continue our discussion with Father Timothy Gallagher from the Archdiocese of Atlanta coming up on AM 1160, The Quest. Let's go to Paloma now in Cornelius, North Carolina, listening on Sirius XM 130. Paloma is a first-time caller. Hey, Paloma, thank you for calling. What's on your mind today? Hi, thank you for taking my call. I'm a Catholic, but um, I have really never dared to ask what's the difference between a Catholic and a Christian. Yeah, thanks. I really appreciate the question. So, if you read the Bible, you will see that Jesus does not speak about something called Christianity. It's not a word that he uses, it's not a concept that he uses, and neither do the apostles use this word or this concept. Instead, Jesus talks about something called the church. And uh, like he says to St. Peter in Matthew chapter 16, you are the rock, and on this rock I will build my church. And he tells us what this church is. It's a society governed by the apostles and and their successors, Mm -hmm. and the society has a job. The job is to teach everything he has commanded, to hand on his tradition, and to celebrate the sacraments that he instituted. Do this in memory of me, he says. Us, the church, that's the category that Christ is concerned about. He's not concerned about something called Christianity. He's concerned about something called the church. And when you go back and read ancient Christian history, ancient lives of those who followed Christ, this is the language that they use. They're interested in in the Catholic Church, the, the this society that is Catholic. Catholic means universal. It's found everywhere throughout the world, united together under the leadership of the bishops and in the celebration of the Eucharist. And that society has continued for 2,000 years, and it continues today, and it's the Catholic Church. And that was the one founded by Jesus. But throughout history, there have been people um, who who have seen parts of Catholicism that they liked and parts that they didn't like, and they tried to break the parts they liked out from that society and then go off and start their own thing. And uh, they did this in a big way in the 16th century, and they were called Protestants, and they took, say, part of the Bible, they didn't take the whole Bible, they took part of the Bible, part of the doctrines of the church, some of the church's practices, And they broke away, and they started their own groups. And then people broke away from them, and broke away from them, and broke away from them. And the next thing you know, there's thousands and thousands of these little splinter groups all over the world. And uh, and they've taken little bits and pieces of the Catholic Church, but they don't have the whole thing. Well, what are you going to call those folks? How do you think about them? Well, they're not really part of the Catholic Church fully, right, because they don't have the whole thing. But they got little pieces of it, and they, they know about Jesus, and they try to follow them. So we call we can speak of them as Christians. Christian means somebody who follows Christ, uh, but they're not fully Catholic because they don't have the whole business, right? They don't have mm-hmm. everything that Christ handed on, just part of it. Okay. So this is a long answer to a short question, but briefly, we we could say a Christian is anyone who tries to follow Christ sincerely, mm-hmm. right? Um, and uh, and a Catholic is a Christian, 
who's got the whole message. Oh, okay. Christians, anybody trying to follow Jesus, you know, roughly speaking, um, and a Catholic is a Christian, but a Christian who has the whole truth about Christ and belongs to the society that he founded. The whole package. He's got the whole package. All right. And that is a clip from Called to Communion with Dr. David Anders. You can hear more from Dr. David Anders Monday through Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern here on The Quest. And this week we'll have a special treat because he's going to be live on air guest with us on Friday from 4 p.m. to 5.30 p.m. Eastern. So I'm looking forward to that. I'll actually be back in studio for that. So I'm looking forward to our conversation with Dr. David Anders right now. We're having a conversation with Father Timothy Gallagher. I'm Greg Willits here on AM 1160, The Quest, which is Atlanta's Catholic radio. It's your Catholic radio. And we're celebrating Family Strong Spirit Drive this week, 470-508-1160. We want you to be able to have a part of this station. And to do so, we need your prayers. And we need your financial assistance as well. So give us a call during this hour, 470-508-1160. Father Timothy Gallagher talking about St. Bernadette's, and you just recently underwent the whole process of building a new church building. Tell us a little bit about that undertaking, because that's not something that you ever had to do before. No, and it was something I was hoping I'd never have to do. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so I never imagined that it would it would happen, and, and uh, especially as being a new pastor. And so... Um, but but you asked me earlier about the charism of the parish. You know, I think uh, being the, the name Saint Bernadette, you know, often is 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 so associated with Our Lady and 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 Mary's, uh, you know, um, influence. And I, I think that right away I entrusted the the parish to her in intercession and and uh, led a, a total consecration to to Mary. Uh, and to the parishioners being involved with that, and just right away, just say, "Hey, there's no way I can do this without, you know, some somebody's much better at it than me." And so, just consecrating the parish to Mary was my first sort of, you know, gift, I guess, to the parish, or what I recognized was was needed the most as as far as you know, emphasizing our charism, and and uh, um, so. And and to meet our need, you know, it, it could only come through divine inter- intervention because uh, uh, we were a growing church, but we we were a church of a parish of little means to 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 meet those great needs that we had. Um, and so, uh, you know, I just knew that that there was no way we could just do it on our own. Uh, but prayer is powerful. I had some, uh, and this is how the story goes. You know, I had some uh, friends of a group of nuns and and. Uh, Loretta, Pennsylvania, that we got to know as seminarians when we were up there at Mount St. Mary's uh, studying, and we'd go to see these discount Carmelite nuns, and they get to know us, and they get to pray for us, and then I kept in contact with them over the years, and and I went up there when I became pastor at St. Bernadette, and I said, hey, you know, I'm, I'm a pastor now, and and but we got this, you know, this 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 great need, but we there's no way we can meet it on our own. And uh, so one of the the nuns there is, well, you should you should pray to the infant of Prague, which I really didn't have a a good uh, knowledge of and or a devotion to, and 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 they said pray pray and and for any financial need. I'm like, well, okay. And and the story is, we just had found an infant of Prague statue. Somebody had found one and, and had been you know uh, fallen in disrepair, but uh, an elderly woman. Uh, Joyce Dickel uh, brought it back to the church, and she said, "I want to give this back to the church." And we fixed it up and put it there in the sanctuary. 
and uh, on the Feast of the Presentation. So I did a novena to the infant of Prague. I'm like, okay, I'll try. These discount Carmelites are certainly more holier than me, and they know they know how what works more than I do. And so I prayed a novena to the infant of Prague, and, and on the night of that, that novena, uh, without, you know, soliciting or telling anyone that I was even praying it. Um, you know, I had a meeting with the deanery and, and uh, uh, you know, and was there at the deanery. Archbishop Gregory was going around promoting his pastoral plan at that time. And at the end of that meeting, he said, and, and you know, one thing that we're trying to do is we're trying to help uh, uh, parishes out, parishes that uh, have great need uh, but don't have the means to meet them. And uh, all my brothers in, in that deanery said, oh, you mean like St. Bernadette? And he said, yeah, like St. Bernadette. And I'm, I was just sitting there. I was just overwhelmed. I'm like, are you kidding me? Mm. On the ninth day of Novena, without anybody saying any, me telling anyone, uh, it seemed like that, that prayer was being answered. So the infant of Prague coming through on that uh, need, and, and that started the ball rolling. And the diocese was backing us up. We started a... Uh, you know, a capital campaign, and the parishioners responded more, way more generously than anybody imagined. Um, and I remember going to Lourdes and celebrating Mass there at the Grotto. And on the day that we we were starting our capital campaign, instead of being there and leading, I'm like, oh, I got to get out of here. I was too much stress. <clears throat> and uh, I'll just go to Lourdes and pray. And and they they started it uh, there without me, and and it was very successful. And and we were able to. To, to realize the dream of our great need. And, and there's so many people working together, both from, you know, from different cultures, both from the Anglo and Hispanic cultures, you know, coming together and realizing that this was where God was leading us. Many sacrifices made, many difficult decisions made, but coming together, our, our theme, our, our title of our, you know, you know, this whole movement was United in Faith. And and it really did. Uh, um, we needed really to be united in faith to, to, for this to be realized, and and so it happened. And yeah, we're in our in our new uh, church facility now. It's like a it's a multi purpose building, but it certainly has a, a beautiful appearance. We have a beautiful sanctuary and classrooms and a chapel dedicated to Our Lady of Lords, uh, dedicated to the priest who first uh, celebrated Mass in Cedartown, Monsignor Cassidy. Uh, so it's been a blessing. It's been a journey. It's been difficult. It's what added to the stress I know of, of what led to, um, my, uh, heart condition, but you know, it's, it's worth it. And, you know, I, I, I really can say, and this is the first time I say this, but, uh, I think it's, you know, I, I, I wouldn't change it the, mm. the way it did. And I learned so much from it. I had no idea what I was doing. Uh, but, uh, through all, all of it, um, you know, the parishioner of St. Bernadette, it, their faith is really what uh, what made it happen, and and so I'm I'm grateful to be a witness to it, and and not to to be an obstacle to the Lord's uh, will. And that's a, that's sometimes the hardest thing is not to be an obstacle <laughs> to God's will to get out of the way. You know, looking at your own vocation story, even I mean, how often did you kind of make yourself an obstacle? In that, oh, I was the biggest obstacle. <laughs> God's will on that one. Uh, yeah, um, you know, I, I I remember being, you know, uh, first getting back into my faith, you know, um, through the um, through the Rosary. I was just kind of at a point in my life there, um, you know, late nineties where I was doing fine, you know, had my career and 
doing physical therapy and just loving that. And and you but, served in the military as and well. I was in the army before that, and that that was you know certainly a very good you know time of growth. And and uh, so, uh, but just living in in Georgia, you know, not really. I mean, I, I had a. Uh, you know, great family upbringing, and and uh, my, my dad very you know strong Catholic, my mom a very strong Baptist. So mm-hmm. my identity, my Christian identity, was a bit confused, and you know, but knowing that 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 Christ, we all love Christ and want to follow Christ, but coming down to some essentials differences, that was always a challenge for me. And so, you know, and and uh, my my late my mid to to late twenties, that just became very difficult to manage and, and just having this sort of a faith crisis of which, what is my identity as a Christian? And, and so, you know, Mary had always been sort of a contention, uh, and, and, um, um, I'm very thankful for many, uh, uh, Protestant Bible study and things like that to help me grow my faith. But when it came to Mary, it was just a, it was a burden to, to, to have that sort of, uh, devotion. And so, I remember that struggle was the biggest one, and I just said, you know what, she's either who the church teaches, and therefore I need to embrace the whole church, or she is not, and I therefore need to reject the whole church. And and so what did I decide to do? I hadn't done it in years, is I, I decided to pray that prayer that our dad used to pray with us every night uh, on our knees, <laughs> you know, was the Holy Rosary. And, and I remember doing that, probably hadn't done it, and and maybe maybe five or ten years, and and began to pray that, and it was just a way a wave of grace that just opened up my 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 mind and heart, and and said this is this is my this is my identity. I I'm a I'm a Roman Catholic, and still I wasn't formed as well as I should, and and I got involved with a young adult ministry. Janice Gibbons was head of it then, back in those glory days, and. And just really meet, meeting Catholic Christians who are vibrant in their faith, and I'm like, what is this? I've never seen anything like that. I only saw that vibrancy in you know evangelical Protestant churches that I would go to, and and uh, and, and and so it was it was just a great awakening of faith, a great renewal, a reconversion of sorts, and and it was a time of a great openness to the Lord. And I said, Lord, you know. I'm open now. I just want to embrace my vocation, whatever that is, you know, marriage or 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 even the priesthood. And uh, <laughs> so, and it was funny when I was I was uh, in the military. I was in it was in the Desert Storm, and and I told the Lord then, if you let me live, I'll do anything you want me to do, you know. And and he, you know, he kind of doesn't forget that stuff that you forget in a moment of crisis that you say and to kind of work a deal with him. He keeps he's, he remembers that kind of stuff, and so. I remember uh, at this um, apologetic series at the Cathedral of Christ the King, uh, <clears throat> um, Father Mitch Packle was there, and mm-hmm. just, just, just boomed. He's just saying this: this is why the church is the Church of Jesus Christ. And and after that talk, I mean, it was just that was all I needed. I'm like, I'm fully into this, and uh, and therefore I'm fully open to whatever God calls me to, and and there's no fear now. Uh, and I said, so yes, I, I, and the vocation director was there. I asked him, hey, you know, I'm discerning now, I guess, and should I be married or should I be a priest? He said, well, hey, you know how those <laughs> vocation directors are. They, they take full advantage of you and uh, of your vulnerability. And so he said, well, let me get you involved with this these group of guys who meet and pray about their vocation. And I'm like, uh, I'm not talking about it that seriously, <laughs> you know. I just, you know, come on, you know. I'm just maybe 
But uh, I reluctantly started going to this group uh, who, of guys who were discerning the call to the priesthood. I couldn't believe that I was going to it. But that was like, I could never do anything like that. And um, I even tried to go and be a missionary with my physical therapy uh, uh, um, um, degree and went to Jamaica and and uh, said, hey, you know, I, I want to be your physical therapist. And the priest there said, well, that's great. We need one. You know, we don't have one right now. And we have all these these kids who need it and, and mustard seed ministry. And and so uh, but then he said, so what do you what are you about? I said, well, I thought about the priesthood back there in Atlanta, but I don't know about that. And he said, wait a minute. We don't need you here. Mm-hmm. You go there mm-hmm. and you answer the call. So I was like, oh, no, I can't <laughs> run from the Lord. So I came back and. And uh, after much resistance, I finally filled out the application, and the diocese accepted me as a seminarian. Oh, that's that, Father. Well, I'm glad that you did. I'm glad you followed that call. I can't imagine not having you as a priest in the Archdiocese of Atlanta, not having you as a part of this vibrant community. I'm so glad that your health is is so much better than it was earlier than this year. That you're still here with us. That you're still able to lead your community at St. Bernadette's. And uh, still able to call you my friend here on on this earth, and and not just the saint that I'm praying to in heaven, <laughs> or praying for your soul in purgatory, right, whatever yeah. the case might we have been. We hope it's the, yeah. the, the the former. Well, thank you, Father, for being here with us today. I, I know it's made a huge difference to our listeners who are uh, listening right now on the Quest, whether you're listening on the air at AM 1160 or you're tuned into thequestatlanta.com. It makes a huge difference to them, and it makes a huge difference to me. So, thank you, brother. Thank, thank you, brother, father. Thank you, Greg. God bless you, and God bless the Archdiocese of Atlanta. 470-508-1160. That's the number that you want to be calling right now if you would like to make a donation, perhaps in honor of Father Timothy Gallagher, who's been joining us for the past hour here on this uh, ongoing Atlanta Family Strong Spirit Drive. 470-508-1160. That's the number that you want to call. Coming up in the next hour, we're very excited. We're going to have additional guests joining us here in the studio. We're going to be speaking with Lisa Brickenmeyer, who is the founder of Walking With Purpose and walkingwithpurpose.com. We'll be hearing more about that and how that's impacted many women's lives through this incredible program and this Bible study that is changing lives and changing the church for the better. That's coming up in the next hour. I'm Greg Willett. So glad to have you joining us. Please keep those phones ringing please keep calling in with your donations 470-508-1160 more ahead on the quests atlanta family strong spirit drive